Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time to groove with Grovey with an all-time great Razorback quarterback. Takes it, cuts inside to the 10 to the 5, he'll score. Touchdown. Win Grovey, showing the great athletic ability, did it his way. Current Razorback broadcast analyst Quinn Grovey. Grooving with Grovey is brought to you by Bell and Sward at 1011 Oak Street in Conway. From boots to suits, they have everything for the best dressed man. Now, let's groove. All right. Welcome back, Quinn. How are you? Man, I'm doing great. I am doing great. Um, making my way down to the Rock tonight, so I'm excited about coming that way. Hmm. Before we dive into football, you were through the Rock recently uh, working on another yeah. special project. I'm excited that uh, the productions you've been working on are uh, continuing, and I can't wait to see the, the yeah. latest. I appreciate you asking about it. It's uh, We were in Camden last week, and Premiered our second film, one of the QG4 Productions Umbrella, so we're excited about it. It's called The Price of Love, and it's about uh, a kid who was diagnosed with autism uh, when he was born, and the family was given a diagnosis, a very bleak diagnosis of what his life would look like when he continued to progress and got older, and they didn't accept that prognosis, so they worked extremely hard to bring him out of his shell, now he's a thriving adult who has a, a radio spot down in Camden. So he went from being mute as a kid to now talking, and everybody in Camden loves this guy. So it's Price and uh, Price Robertson is the kid, R- Richard and Vicky Robertson. So the Robertson is his family, and mm-hmm. uh, man, it's been very cool. How do uh, people see it if they want to? So we did the premiere in Camden. We had about 165 people there. It was really awesome. Uh, they loved it. Not a dry eye in the place. Uh, but they'll be able to see it in September, late September, uh, and it's going to be on Cox, on the Cox cable okay. system. And so you'll be able to do that. And if you don't have the Cox system, you'll be able to watch it on their streaming platform, okay. which is watch.yearview.com. Gotcha. All right, let's talk some Razorback football. Hogs kick it off at noon against Western Carolina. And Wes and I have been talking this week, and I want to get your thoughts on playing the Catamounts in game one. This is a team that likes to throw it around. They had a very effective offense last year. Not a lot of success on the field, but they certainly moved the ball well. And with Arkansas' struggles against the pass last year, i got to think this is a pretty good test out, out of the gate and an opportunity to evaluate where they are. Well, the thing about it, man, I, I like the way the schedule sets up, first and foremost. I like Western Carolina. You're right, it's going to be a test. But it should be something that Arkansas should be able to handle. Uh-huh. And when you talk about the passing game, we had Kerwin Bell on our show on the Razorback Daily. And I tell you what, he's a fun-loving guy. But he said, hey, we're going to come in and attack. And we're going to run a bunch of shifts, a lot of motions. We're going to try to confuse Arkansas. Uh, They're going to throw it. He said, we're not going to try to run it against those guys. Even though when you look at Western Carolina's offensive line, you'd be surprised at how big some of those guys are. I mean, 6'6", 315, 6'5", 320, 6'8", 6'3", that's comparable to being an SEC offensive line. I didn't think that was going to be that big of a challenge for Arkansas's defensive line in, in the first game. But once I started digging into it, I thought this we could be able to see a few things, but I still expect them to dominate. But they're going to throw it all over. They're going to try to confuse Arkansas. So it will be a test for those new guys back there. Coach Pittman talked about the youngsters in the two deep. Um, anybody that stood out to you? We talked about Has a little bit at tight end. Obviously, he'll be a go-to guy. Uh, what about some other players that you expect to see play, you know, especially primarily on defense as a younger player? 
Well, I mean, I think I'm, I'm anxious to see. I know Jordan Crook hadn't played a whole lot, but I'm anxious to see how he does at the linebacker position. I think he'll be uh, very, very good, very, very active. Uh, Snacks Johnson is another guy playing the nickelback position. You know, that whole secondary, we were wondering where all these guys were going to end up and line up, and Snacks moved to the, to the nickelback spot. Uh, I'm, I'm anxious to see Walcott, even though you asked about younger guys. I mean, this is a guy that's coming in with a lot of experience but's new to the program. Then I think the next one will be Jaheim Singletary. I think that that's a guy that's going to add a lot of value, a lot of depth. So it should be fun to watch those guys go at it. There's a lot of different faces over there, and uh, I'm anxious to see how they fit in Travis Williams' system. Quinn, how do you think KJ will grow in Danny Enos' offense this year? Well, I think, you know, for KJ, he wants to be an NFL quarterback, and uh, Dan Enos is the perfect fit for him right now. There's going to be more under center things that he'll have to do, which, you know, he'd have to do at the next level. And, and, I, and I say that to say, I'm not saying we're looking for, KJ's looking forward to going to the NFL right now. I think what he's doing is utilizing this opportunity to work with a guy who can teach him fundamentals. You know, it's a small thing, like he's in a shotgun most of the time in his entire career. Now he'll have to do some things under center. Um, he'll have to play action, turn his back to the defense, find his reads again. Some of the things you have to do in the NFL, he's got to do a lot of stuff pre, pre-snap stuff, you know, identifying the mic, changing protections, doing those kind of types of things. So I, I think that that's where he'll progress. Uh, he's already been good mentally, but uh, I think Dan Enos, Dan Enos will help him go to the next level. Who's the dude? Who's going to be his go-to guy? Can you tell from camp? Yeah, I think it's going to be Andrew Armstrong. Uh, that's who I think it is. 6'4", 201 pounds. A uh, guy can run, runs nice routes. Um, you know, I think this receiving core hasn't gotten a lot of credit because nobody really knows them. But I think you'll find out that Andrew Armstrong, Tesla, and uh, Satania, those guys will all step up in a big way. But I think Andrew Armstrong is going to be that one guy because, you know, you, as a quarterback, you got to have that guy. When you get in trouble, sometimes I may have to just throw you a 50-50 ball. And I need you to go up and either get it or you need to knock it down. And when I when I told that to Andrew, he was like, hey, ain't no 50-50 balls here. It's, it's 80-20. And, and so I said, I like that. I like that. And so uh, I think there's a lot of confidence uh, in the receiving core, and that's going to be one of the biggest challenges for KJ to bring along an entire receiving core while learning a new offense. Assuming the game is competitive, how many defensive linemen do you expect to rotate through? Uh, I think you're going to see, of course, you're going to see uh, your top eight for sure. Uh, but hopefully you see, I mean, hopefully everybody on the roster gets a chance to play. That ain't trying to redshirt or what have you. Uh, this would be a great opportunity to try to build some depth. But go in with the right mindset because anytime I've played in a game and we've gone in with the mindset that we're going to blow you out, I'm still playing in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is one of those where this is a, this is a what's your mindset approach and I think being around this football team, I see a different mindset. When I'm, I see Sam and talk to Sam, there's a quiet confidence. And I'm not, saying that be, I'm not saying that to be a homer. I'm saying it because I actually see it. It's different than it's been in the past. So I'm hoping it works out that way. But hopefully you get a lot of those guys playing on the defensive front and then you can continue to try to build depth in competition. I will be hopeful that this game is not competitive, but we've obviously been surprised before. <laughs> We asked this earlier in the week. Would you rather have a game that's like 63-17 or a game that's more like 42-zip? I'll take either. Sign, <laughs> sign, me, sign me up for either. I'm okay with either one of those. But I like the fact that this is an opportunity where you should dominate. You should do things at a high level. So I'm anxious to watch the execution. 
I'm anxious to see what happens. This is this is kind of like stair stepping. You get Western Carolina, you get Kent State, then you get BYU. So you get a chance to step up in competition every single week. And so if you're making some mistakes, uh, it's okay as uh, long as you don't lose. And you make some mistakes and you move on to the next week and you just continue to get better and better. And I think the way the schedule is stair-stepped, it gives you an opportunity to be ready for SEC play. Quinn Grovey joining us, thanks to Bill and Sward up in Conway. And uh, we got to get Quinn in there, too, and get him decked out. There's always some, some new cool gear they've got. So when you come back through yeah. Little Rock, you stop at Conway on the way in. He's got some cool Razorback gear for you, too. Maybe you can get something sharp to wear to the game. I know you probably have some cool Learfield stuff, too. But uh, pretty okay. pretty awesome stuff on site there, Bill and Sward. Um, last thing here we're asking as our question today, how many SEC teams lose this week? And the majority of the games, of course, are mismatches on paper. But you do have the Utah-Florida game tonight, and obviously Utah's quarterback, Cam Rising, a little bit up in the air from a health standpoint. The Florida State-LSU game is the premier game of the weekend. You've got North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia. Uh, we were talking to, to Laura Rutledge the other day, and she was trying to give us a little bit of a you know a nudge in that direction that that game might be a little more competitive than people would expect. But for the most part, obviously, a lot of mismatches. You expect anybody to get in trouble outside of the game that's you know maybe a toss-up with the LSU-Florida State game? I think it's South Carolina. And yeah. I, I have to apologize to my guy, Dow Loggins, but I think it's South Carolina. I think Drake May is a fantastic quarterback. Both those guys are going to be trying to make a statement, him and Spencer Rattler. And I think Drake May and North Carolina will win that football game, so South Carolina is going to be the team that's going to lose. Okay, I like it. Well, Quinn, listen, safe travels down, and uh, appreciate the time. Appreciate Bill and Sward. We will talk to you next week and see you at the stadium right. this weekend. All right, fellas, take care. All right, buddy. That is Quinn right. Groby.